describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Today, well, a GrogCon, it's coming, April, October 15th through the 17th, also known as the convention we are hosting. Um, please, if you can make it, uh, it'll be in Kissimmee, Florida. You know, shots are on the way, Dan. The, the abyss is over. Hopefully, you're signing up to I'm done. get you. I'm done. Oh, you're done already? I'm done. I am a, yes, yes, due to my employment. No, I'm not a healthcare worker, but... Uh, yeah, so you know what my employment is, and our yep. our our mayor here in Orange County opened it up to uh, the people oh, in my really? area of employment, and I raced down there, and I got the uh, Johnson and Johnson, so I'm done. But, oh, well, excellent. That's what I'm hoping to get Wednesday. Which so. is strange. No, it is strange that I got it because something's not making sense. Because we know I've probably at this point I've got what maybe a year and a half left to live. Right. So it's kind of weird, right? I thought for sure this is, I don't know, maybe I'll get it before the two weeks kicks in. But can I mention, while we're on the subject of conventions, because, you know, we like to build up other people as well. Right. Can I, and, and a friend of the show actually contacted me okay, and asked me if I could uh, announce a convention that's coming up. So I hope you don't mind. So um, March 28th and 29th, Spring Revel. It's a TSR Hobbies mini convention at the American Legion Hall, 735 Henry Street, Lake Geneva. It, we, you can't beat this. We sound expensive. $1.25 per day, $2 for both days. Mm. For more information, contact. All right, you see if you can guess it. Uh, you, can, you, can you guess who you should contact before I even start saying the name? And then I'll. Uh, yes, Tim Cask. Oh, what's the other guy? Uh, um, Harold Johnson? No. Uh, Ralph. Uh, I forgot his quote, name. Quote, Skip. Skip Williams. Skip Williams, oh, yes, TSR Hobbies. That's what I meant, Skip Williams, of course. Of course. Tim. you can. Tim's the editor. Um, I knew it's Skip. It's early. Well, you, you told me you're struggling with this daylight savings time. I'm, I'm, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a mess. It's the middle of the night for you. I'm a mess. This, I don't understand that they should stop this nonsense. You, but. They should. You can reach Skip at 414-248-9099. We should call him right now. We should call him on the ground. Here, here, do you have your for cell phone? I was going to suggest yeah. this, actually. Will you? Okay, you ready for the number? Yeah. You, are you going to see who answers? You got to do this. I'm going to try. Okay, ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four one four. Hold on. First, I got to use my fake thing. I'm not gonna have. I got to use. I use. I got to use the grog line to call. Okay. Now you can't have anyone answering online. I maybe because you can't be recording them. 
This can some states that's a crime. You know that. So how am I going to do this? Four on four. Well, you just have to. Um, I don't know. You have to. Take- Isn't it a crime to publish this and thing like people? That's why they put. Uh, five 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 one two one two because of the eight six seven five three. That I'm not sure that's about, though. I do know they don't want that to ha- that to happen. Of course. All right, we're gonna call. We're gonna just give me the number. I'll call later. Four one four, two four eight, nine zero nine nine. This is not like you trying to violate is, FCC rules on the. Is is Vic on, live on the air? Is Vic on the line? He will call. Uh, Vic is not. He's like, he would call. He's like Mikey. Well, that's why I said it this way. It's like no one else is listening. So if someone else wants to call, they, they could do that. But right. being that we are a live broadcast and there's people listening here, that would be a problem. So, well, good. Yes, yeah, Skip Williams. Of course, it's Skip Williams. So, but, so the, and, and that's one's in Lake Geneva. Well, there's another convention next week, right, I think, that's happening. Right. And this, of course, is Her- March 28, 29, 1981, of course. Right. <laughs> there's, there's Gary Khan, which is uh, next week, um, if I recall. Uh, it's virtual this year, unfortunately, it's, uh, but that's the best we can do until everyone gets a shot. So good. I'm so glad you got it. I'm getting mine Wednesday. So now the question is, do we, do we join forces again in a few weeks, or are you quite happy uh, filming from the cat school? Mm. I just need to know to set that up. We need to talk about that. Yeah, we have to talk. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, well. If, oh, wait. We could see. Did I say I got a shot? <laughs> I was lying, James. I'm very I'm against, bad. I'm against the. I'm against the shot. Yes, I'm right. an anti-vaxer. That's right. I'm sorry, James. I don't know what I was thinking. It's so early. This daylight savings time. I'm not. I have brain fog. <laughs> what does people? What do, does you know? I'll ask the people on the chat. Do they want us to uh, be film? Do they like this version better, or do they want the intimacy of us in the same room? No, three. So that Dan has to drive forty minutes across town. Yeah. And get up even earlier. There's actually three choices. We can do it this. Continue doing it this way. We can reunite in person. Or we could just cancel the show. <laughs> you got to give the three right. choices. That's right. Those are our three choices. Okay. Oh, I've got one reunited. So. Oh, that's a good song. We could play the song for six seconds or something, right? Reunited? Reunited. Oh, oh you know, I was just thinking about that because, you know, I put all that effort into the intermission and there's that stupid let's go to the lobby, which we did win the dispute, or we, by did, the way. Or we didn't lose. <laughs> the, no, we won. They removed the claim. They removed yes. the copyright strike. Wait, does that mean we can play again, or is it, just gonna, is it like an endless cycle? They're just going to pick oh, it up I'm some algorithm? Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to get picked up again. However, I could just overdub it. Let's all go to the lobby. You know, I could just sing over it. We can and just do you know, it going like this. Well, I, well, I don't think the video is the issue. I think it's the audio that's being captured. So we could, so I could just, just do a very poor piss poor what i thought you might do is you might do it he says not all of our listeners may know you are an accomplished musician and uh, i i thought and again i'm not trying to give you more work i just throw these ideas out there you could do like on your uh you'd be like (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that i'm stepping over i'm stepping over the laugh track so you laugh track this is in front of a live studio audience Exactly. That's right. We're here. They, they were shocked that they heard that they're not real. I thought you'd do one on the uh, on the electric guitar. You know? Oh, let's all go Is to the lobby. like a thrash version? Yeah. Let's go go to the lobby. Yeah. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Go. Well, maybe you should just oh. play, not sing. Oh. I'm sorry. I thought it was like a death metal. I was trying to do an homage to, to death. What do you guys think of so. James? 
singing as well. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> nice All right. I'm glad you're back. If this is if this is if it took daylight savings time for you to be back like this, I like the old James is back. I like this. You like, you know, you've gotten over your your kids insulting the laugh track. I'm glad you're back. Well, and also last time I was drinking with had a buzz on. I was tired and drinking at eight in the morning or seven in the morning. It's ridiculous. So, but um, yes, we, so the convention that we are hosting October 15th, 17th, people are coming very excited, which means we need to probably formalize some plans at some point. (laughs) Do something. Just saying. Okay. Uh, but if in the meantime, if you want to scratch your AD&D or other old school gaming itch, join the Grognards Guild online. Brian is, is still running. I think Josh occasionally. David's doing the uh, Rob, uh, the Chamberlain Brandywine. is just so uh, appreciative of David's play by Discord post as a super, super fun. So go out to our Discord. Go out to our meetup. Uh, if you want to run a game. We, we will help you get that going because that's one of the reasons why we started this, so more people could play old school games. Uh, we want to thank our patrons. Uh, what we did, we did release. I'm going to skip a little bit. Flipping and Turning Issue 3 is out to patrons. So it'll be out for a couple of weeks, and then everyone in our benevolence will have access to it. But our patrons who support all this, uh, they, are, uh, they, get, they get to put their little hands on the digital version of it. And I'm sure you've seen it and perused it at this point. It's it is a magnum magnum opus at this point. It is a tour de force. Is that are those are fair statements or what's your thought? I agree. No, it looked fantastic. It always does. But uh, yeah, it look, looks fantastic. I have I have perused it. It's a, a, a great. Uh, so many people have contributed. Uh, Aggie did the cover work. Well done. Well done. Great job by her. Uh, so people should go. Uh, if you're a patron, you get access to it now. If you're not, we totally understand. In a couple of weeks, we'll post it uh, on Discord so people can get it that way. Lou Pulsifer contributed. Lou Pulsifer is, is, a, is a contributor. I mean, that is that's amazing. Thanks to Lou. And I think so, more Len Lakafka material. And Len Lakafka. That's a double clap. So it's it's I mean it's like forty something pages it's crazy so uh, which means you know with 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 Rob issue three the book is closed issue four the book is open I mean again I my over under of two episodes two issues is I lost that bet yeah so um, we're now uh, we're on issue starting issue four so if you want to contribute to it please. Uh, send your stuff to editor at grogcon.com. You can send it to us, um, but all we're going to do is forward it to the creative editor, our Tim Cass, Rob. I feel like we need a quiz such that TSR used to send out the works there. Remember with the pole arm questions and you have to go into oh, the library? Okay. So that's all. I'll suggest that to Rob because I think yeah, Rob pop- needs to work on that. We're getting popular. We need to start being a little bit more discerning, don't you think? And yeah, have standards. Yeah, we. I mean, we don't have to take every riffraff at this point. We, <laughs> we want quality. So we're, we're out. That means which was which was, which was I'm just getting to. <laughs> yeah. that, that takes care of. We're us. just trying to get out of writing. Uh, well, that's right. Well, so we heard uh, Rob told me an interesting story about that we've gotten so big. 
and so many, and, and there's people of such quality that what happened is uh, apparently a couple, we have some professional proofreaders out in the world that this is what they do. They either read contracts or translations or something. And after the second 2.5, two and a half, they contacted Rob and said, this is, this is just terrible. This whole uh, grammar. Yeah. The grammar. <laughs> are, are you, are you, tr- are these native speakers that are, are, are actually writing? Oh give, me, oh, give me a break. They're just trying to get work. So, but no good news. Rob's yes. mentioned that, uh, he found, they found your work, uh, very satisfactory as far as grammar is concerned. Oh, they were like, other than Gorman. Okay, Gormanski's was like fair. Everything else is, is it. Well, I don't know about everything else. I, okay. Rob did not criticize or critique anyone else's. He just said yours was good, and then there was mine. So I, <laughs> did, he actually, did he actually say that? Well, he, he, he said it, there was a lot of work. It, it, okay. I mean, he soft-pedaled it a little bit, yeah. but yes. I'm... Mm-hmm. I, apparently, I'm functionally, uh, you know, I barely, I write at a fourth grade so level, he's, which I'm okay with. He's going to set, you're like going back to school, you're like Ronnie Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. You're going to like go to like, right. it'll be like third grade English class. Right. <laughs> okay, great. But there's a, there's a lesson to that too, because if I, I, good news, someone can write my articles for me. I'm not offended. Fire me, that's, please. That's, <laughs> I'm terrible. You were ghostwrite me. Was, I, I, you don't have to fire me. Just go out. So uh, in this episode, we have, you know, we're going to go over next time the whole episode. But I did the first installment of Grog Talk Adventures. Feel free to do the next installment. I don't have to do that. That was your plan. <laughs> You're like, That's it can't right. be. I can't believe Gormancy's actually writing well. This is, what's he thinking? <laughs> that idiot. <laughs> Did he forget our conversation? Looks like he's spending a lot of time here. Right. That's crazy. He's, That's cr- he actually, he's doing a draft. <laughs> Who does a rewrite? Right. <laughs> this is it. I, I, I send it to him and, and let Rob be the he, rewrite. He is so, the editor. He ultimately, he editor. let's face it, ultimately, he's at fault. Is he right. not? Well, of course. Not you. He's responsible. Exactly. Exactly. He may not be default. It's my fault that I can't write. It is his responsibility to make it. That's right. To take that turd and polish it, and make it go. Maybe he was scared because you know he's feeling like you're like Gary. He can't do it. You know he's he's like oh well you know you don't mess with that. Just print well, it. Print it. He he no he 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 messed with it apparently. I haven't really read it. I mean I can't. Obviously some of it was nuance. It wasn't like complete rewrites, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about some apostrophe rules I've never heard of. I'm sure one of my English teachers in vain tried to okay. teach us this. Here's, okay. You want my two cents on my, my, my two copper pieces on this? Well, I think this is important. So, yeah. Okay. Who cares? So, so. Actually. <laughs> so, so isn't, isn't some of in retrospect, isn't some of the charm typos, you know, looking back at old school D&D, and they weren't always the greatest of writers at times. I mean, you know, so to me, I think we, you know, you might say, look, oh, you're just saying that so you can get away with it. But some of me is kind of like, look, that's part of the charm of what we do. I I don't know that we need to be real polished, but that's, 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 you know. Well, that is, that is the conundrum we have, because we have modern technology now, and 
the quality of it is truly amazing. You know, this is Rob and people coming together. And now it's almost we don't want it to be a parody. It's it's hard because we tend to fall back to the parody of it. You know, you know what I think of modern technology? I don't give a rat's ass. This campaign sucks. Exactly. exactly. So. <laughs> Unless I need modern technology. All right. So uh, anyway, it's great. Uh, if you want to contribute to four or five or beyond, uh, editor grogcon.com. And you so can write. We, and, and it, well, there, there should be a writing test. Forget yes, the about writing test, test, apostrophe test. Right. He's, I forgot what it was. It was like, I've, it's some law. It's named after some obscure thing. I'm like, I don't know. Wow. I'm sure someone's going to put it up. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. You know, I've, somehow I've survived in the world. Without knowing the apostrophe know, rules. Without knowing this certain apostrophe rules. It's not the possessive one. It's something, uh, something like that. Okay. So. I'll, I, but you know, apparently this is that was causing a kerfuffle with the proofreaders because it's like, it's like the secret handshake oh, of these people. Well, it, you know, oh, it's, it's nails on the chalkboard to them, right? Wow, wow, this is a horror. Oh yeah, no, it's a serious offense. I'm sure they're very upset about it. Well, I mean, what version of the Chicago Manual Style are you using? Can I ask? I'm using the the <laughs> Queen's Queen's style. <laughs> Hollis Queens, okay. right? Um, okay. What, what is, uh, I'm trying to look for the name of it because it's he named it something. I'm like I've never heard of. Not it. Not a comma, but an apostrophe. It was apostrophe. Yeah. Are the ones name. that are up higher? Yes, correct. <laughs> what is the what's the name of it? Okay, I'm I'm looking it up because, and of course they don't call it that because it's so uh, so arcane. That who would know it? The the name of it's named named after someone. What is it called? No, it's I'm never gonna find it. I'm not gonna waste any more time. Some Rob will put it on here because he knew what it was. I just I didn't know, and and it's so it was like, I'm again I'm sure one of my poor teachers. Tried to teach this to us. You know what my reaction is. I said, what my what my thought of your reaction would be about all this. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. You do all that work. This is to have fun, and you're like, really, this is fun. It, it reminds me a little fun. bit of Billy Crystal, where you know I'm on vacation. He's being dragged by the horse. <laughs> that's, that, that's, <laughs> I'm on vacation. That's a great one. You're supposed to be having fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't find it. All right, I can't find it. So moving on. So what, something we do need to do, which is fun, is give out a title. We have a, a new patron. Apparently, they didn't hear about your your issues with apostrophes. Uh, no, apparently. Well, they probably want they probably want to earmark some of our money towards <laughs> getting me some lessons or, gra or grammarly subscription. So, <laughs> really? uh, All right, let's do it. So we are giving a title out to da Davix. Actually, it's Dave X, but I guess that's Davix. Davix. And good. That's, Davix. that's a D&D &D name. I love it. Or it's just Dave X. What, so what he character is... class would a Davix be, do you think? Hmm. Illusionist. I could see that. I could see that. Okay. That'd be Mike. That'd be my guess. I could see that. If, if you asked, mm -hmm. if I had to pull the trigger, check, check, check. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm not blowing people's with my sweet, dulcet tones. All right, so we are ready to bestow Davix his title. So let's start with the... I'm going to... You have your, your fecal encrusted D30? I cleaned him, but I cleaned it. Yes, I have it. 
Oh, very good. It's not a fecal encrusting. No. It may not. It may not be the same. So I'll I'll need a d d thirty a d thirty divided by two, sir. Twenty seven rounding up is a fourteen. Overlord, the Dave X, the Overlord. Do we have an Overlord? I'm sure we. I do, like Davix. It's a better D and D name. Uh, that is good. Uh, that's it is good his name. That, I mean, he can choose. Uh, well, he can choose. I, he can choose what he can dance if he wants to. I guess D thirty now. Oh, he can dance if he wants to. Uh, men with hats. That's that's right. Okay. Without men with hats or without hats. Or without. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay. Straight up D thirty. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Four. Six. Grand. Ah. That's good. The Overlord, his grand, another D30. 18. Sufficiency. We're getting Sufficiency. a lot of new ones here, aren't we? Yeah, thank God. He's not a Chamberlain, thank God. No, he's not a Chamberlain. <laughs> we may have to retire Chamberlain. <laughs> That's all right. Hang it in the rafters. There'll be several Sufficiency. jerseys. Sufficiency. Sufficiency. I think that is, that, is, that is the word I'm trying to pronounce. Sufficiency. Uh, now I need a D15, please. Seven. Seven, two, four. Uh, Earl. Very nice. He's an Earl. The Earl of Sandwich. You just call him and Earl. Now, that's right, Earl, Earl X. Just Earl. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what do you need? Men Without Hats, a Canadian band. Without. That's what she, oh, I didn't know they That's It's without. I didn't think. No, that's, you're right, that's you're cool. right. They are without hats. A D, so what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? Yeah. But you are the Jeopardy winner, so it doesn't matter. Uh, a D30 and a D6, because we need up a D60 total. Okay, it is a 29, straight up 29. Oh, very good. Invulnerable. Hmm? Invulnerable. And now uh, a D30, please. 16. 16. Ah, Invulnerable Destroyer of Los Angeles. Cool, that's awesome. Nice. He got a good title. That is a good one. There's a lot of new stuff in there. Maybe all new. Yes. All right. Let me, let me chat send, chat that to you. Okay. So, so you can read it. Chat. Oh, there's too many buttons. Did you say chat? I said chat. Okay. Chat. Chat. No, don't say chat. Oh, I can't say chat. That's okay. On the Zoom call, I actually accidentally dropped the F-bond. I didn't mean to say. I combined two words. So oh. It's probably the sign of some brain tumor that's happening or a lack of sleep. So with that said, but I have 10 years left, so I shouldn't be dying. Maybe maybe you switched. Ooh, maybe you were like rolling for me Friday. and I was rolling for you and we didn't know it. Oh, that, oh thanks. Appreciate <laughs> now that's, you're. Oh, now it bothers you. Before you didn't care. Thanks. I had plans. I had that's true. I had five year anniversary of your death. I was gonna right? have a. Yeah. I was gonna. We were gonna have Dan Con, the Con. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I can't have Dacon. now. It's gonna be Jack Con, Jam Con, Jam Con, Jam Con. Jam Con. Yeah. People come. They're like, "Where's the Jam? What?" Or, or Jim Con, Jimbo Con. Yeah. Call me Jim because no one. I don't. I'm not a Jim. I'm a James. I've never been a Jim or a Jimmy. Right. So just call it Jim Con to really just stick it to me. So, with that said, uh, uh, as as the Grog Emperor is 
We, by the power vested in us by us as the emperors of all that is Grog, we bestow the following title to Davex or Dave X. Davex, you will now be known forevermore in the Grog Empire as the Overlord, his grand sufficiency, Earl. Invulnerable Destroyer of Los Angeles. Congratulations, sir. May your reign of terror and destruction be wonderful. So is he the destroyer of Los Angeles, or is he the destroyer of Los Angeles? You know what I'm saying? It's, is he a destroyer? Is he from Los Angeles and he's a destroyer, or is he uh, the destroyer of Los Angeles? Oh, interesting. Okay, well, you know. I don't know. I don't, He'll have to figure that out. He'll have to work through that, but... Um, thanks to him, he now has access to winning prizes. Like, I still got to get a hold of uh, uh, Sam Royale, who won last time, and we'll be giving away next month uh, probably another Carlos module or something from our dear friend Vic Dorso from Angry Dwarf Games. So, um, so we're not doing giveaway. Sweetest challenge. So, Ron, Ron Christopher, who I don't have his official title, up, so I uh, pardon me, uh, has mentioned that on Listen Notes, he got a thing saying, we are in the top 5% of all po- podcasts. We are the, one of the 5%. Wow, we're one of the 5 percenters. Right. How does that feel to have that privilege to be in the 5%? It makes me stunned at how many podcasts there must be. <laughs> Well, that is the problem. That's what statistics are. So he, uh, the rest. Of, so it's looked impressive, except when it said we are the top five percent of all two million public pot- podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where people so, put out, you know, the three-year-old puts out the one episode. That's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's so. So that is a slight problem with this. So you know, we are one of the top one hundred thousand podcasts. Mm-hmm. I guess that's good. For now. I don't know. For now. Right. This show's not helping. <laughs> that's right. This campaign sucks. That's right. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So uh, anyway, thanks to all those who are listening. It would be helpful if you put an iTunes review. That would get us maybe to 4.9999 of the top uh, 2 million things, whatever. So put out iTunes review. Give us a five-star review. That's always very nice. Uh, it's it's purely for vanity, and also we think we have a good time, and we want to share with others. So, uh, next month is our campaign continuing the Grog Talk Adventures, where I will be hosting for patrons a the second ep- episode on this. Rob did the first one, which I'll be releasing on the podcast next couple of weeks, and I'll go next, and then you get to take over for me, Dan. I know you're super excited about that. Yeah, give me something. Good to work with at the end. It'll probably be hard. You'll, you'll probably say. You'll probably say. This campaign sucks. That's what you'll probably say. Because, uh, but I'm going to try. I thought I have some ideas. I'm working on it. So, uh, and in fact, I may play test it with my children to see first. So it, it'll actually be hopefully better than just you know shooting off things. Now, with all that said, all that exciting. Ah, Vic is on. All hail the script. I'll give him the Welcome, number, sir. Oh yeah. Um, so Vic. Uh, Hold on. I got it. I got the number. Yeah. Vic, we yeah. need you to place a phone call for us. Yeah, it's, it's more, it's less, it's not as long distance as that. It's, well, do they even have long distance anymore? So it is, Vic, it's 414-248-9248. Okay, I had 240. I would have crank called someone. Oh, my gosh. 414-248-9099. 
That was apparently, it's either Skip Williams' personal number, home number, his landline from 1981, or it's TSR Hobbies, 1981. Right. So, yeah, if you could call and find ask that out. Skip, ask for it. Skip. If you could ask him um, if there, where, where, what's good lodging for the Spring Revel. You're calling because right. you want to go to Spring You're calling about Spring Revel, which is March 28th, 29th, 1981. And you got a you got a you got a question about uh, about lodging in the area. That's right. Per perfect. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see what he does. I I, we, I text it and you and hopefully he heard it. He's probably behind us a little bit. So um, now we're ready for the best of March 1981. Okay. So the best of March. I'll make this a pretty quick. Uh, so though a lot has happened in the first half of March 1981. Ready for this Wednesday. March 11th, Joseph Sardler, 32, of Mount Airy, North Carolina, blind for five years, finds his sight restored after hitting his head when tripping on his guide dog's water bowl. Interesting. That's amazing, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. All right. March 3rd, uh, Friday 13th, James, I don't know if you knew this, but Friday, March 13th, uh, was Friday 13th, of course, the world's first what contest takes place in March in Munich? The winner is Jury Froshi, who solves the puzzle in just 38 seconds. What's the contest? I'm going to go with Rubik's Cube. You are correct, sir. So on the 15th, Francis Hughes becomes the second IRA prisoner to go on a hunger strike in May's prison, Northern Ireland. Now, last time I... Yeah, we heard about the last Didn't guy. Didn't go well. Yeah. Um, ready for this? March 6th, uh, Monday, March 16th, a gang of bounty hunters kidnaps the great train robber, Ronnie Biggs, hiding in Brazil since 1963, and attempts to bring him back to Britain to claim the reward for his capture. The attempt fails as Brazil has no extradition treaty with Britain. Here's what's interesting to me. Mm -hmm. 1960, since 1963 to 81, a train robber? What is this, the 19th century? Wait, he's robbing Amtrak? Yeah, they, that's a big fail. Don't you find that odd? And really, okay, and this is going to tie in with TV shows. I was, because I already knew this, because I looked up the TV shows, and then I found that it was actually considered big news. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Okay, the comedy drama series Blank, it's four words, starring William Catt, is first broadcast on ABC on Wednesday, March 18th. The comedy drama series starring William Catt, ABC. Four words. I have no idea. The Greatest American Hero. Oh, The Greatest American I hated that show. I don't hate, no, it I was, hate that show. It was a little good. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. I'm sorry. No, it was a little. It was a little goofy because what he got it from like aliens, this uh, costume, and he did. But then he lost the manual, and he didn't know how to work it, so he had to figure out how yeah. it works on his own. And it had that, that. Uh, believe it or yes. not, mm, that song is hard. Very good. That is absolutely correct. That was the theme song. It lasted for two years. Yeah. So it was just. It was just that generic. Yeah song from the 80s 70s it sounded like 70s you know i was into i was in the priest and so what bothered Maiden. you was the the theme music well i mean music's important if and if you can't get over the there's great barney great bass line do 
do do do. That's that's Marty up. Miller. It's, it's, I think it's Barney. Yes, Barney Miller. The, no, oh, not I love you. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm Barney Miller. I didn't know you were a fan. Uh, banana. Well, 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 when you have children of a certain age, which your maybe your daughter was had pat missed the cult yeah. of the purple the purple yeah. baby. But, but I have older children, so they were definitely enraptured with the, the the purple their purple overlord. So we heard her plenty of times. But yeah, Barney Miller. It's great. Yeah, uh, all those. Uh, it was taxi. great '70s songs. Taxi. That taxi. Yeah, but that was not one. Love of them. So. Love boat is yeah. Give me the schmaltz. Give me the you know that's the love boat. You know where they have that crescending violin and everything. Yeah, that's to me. That's all good. Um, so anyway, it's just God's first edition D and D, right? Uh, this show, yeah. Okay. This is so first edition. This is what this is about. I think so. I'm I'm saying it is. So speaking of first edition, what well, what was on TV? Are you going to tell us that, or are we? Going oh, to that was it. So no, the greatest American here. It, it debuted Wednesday. That's all I was going to talk about. The other stuff uh, on that oh. night, Vegas came after that, and we talked about the other one. So that, that's all I was going to mention. Okay, great. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, with that, uh, <laughs> Vic says he got an angry Serbian when he called the number. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? It was. It was. It, was, it still skipped. Wait, it's still Skip's number, apparently. It's still Skip's number, that's right. Oh, he pissed that's off great. Skip. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times, good times. All right, we're ready kids. for We're ready for This is, we've jumped the shark now. We're just Vic, call back bits. and ask that guy if his, uh, if his refrigerator's running. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should use Vic as our crank call guy. Hello, I'm looking for Seymour Butts. What? <laughs> Seymour Butts. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that's Vic's new role. <laughs> Craig calls the D&D edition. We're too scared to do him. This D&D edition will call Ernie. Hello? <laughs> oh, that was good. She's probably, I wonder, uh, did she still get TSR numbers? Okay, moving on. Okay, so now we're ready for, I think, ready for... Sage Advice, March 1981. We are not reviewing Dragon Magazines anymore because it's just too much. We canceled but our we, subscription. We did. We canceled our But somehow when we went, if we needed advice, we would go to B. Dalton's or Barnes & Noble or Walden yep. Books, and we'd take the plastic off out of the brown bag. Oh, that's a different magazine. Right. And we would crack open at least the Sage Advice. Right. So... Uh, uh, unlike last time, apparently you had a printer malfunction or something. You were printing um, copyrighted material yes. without permission. Yes, and it and yes, and it jammed. But we were going to do this anyway. I think so. You do. We were going to alternate. Remember, so you ask me yeah. the questions now. So I do. I do not, James. I know you can confirm. I do not know the answer to these questions. So I, I am ready to play. Well, you said your printer broke. It wasn't sure. Oh, right. Is it true? Is it true, Mr. Gromansky, that you were attempting to print it? I don't need to put you under oath. You're always under oath. If you're on the show, you're on the That's under true, oath. right. It's just a standing. Right. You understand that. Um, you were trying to print it. No. So at one point, you had to open no. it, or was the printer no. breaking beforehand? Correct. Okay. No. You did not state that in your text to me. You just, this is I what you said. I didn't say it broke while I was trying to print stage advice. I never print. You have to, material. well, it just said my printer has broken. <laughs> has broken. 
So that's present has tense. broken. And I'm the yes. one who gets yelled at. I'm the one with the good grammar. Yeah. <laughs> My printer has broken. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Ask me a question. All right, sir. So, and I've put it up for the people who are, who are watching on YouTube. For those who are on the podcast, you get to hear my dulcet tones ask the question. The question, um, and it, now we don't, unlike last month where it showed who um, did it, it does not show. Oh, well, actually, the first one is, it doesn't say who answered it. Oh, it's so. procurium. Uh, like, without it, it's just kind of like, right. It's not been cited. Where the other ones are, Jim Ward and... Uh, What's his Niebling? What's his first Will, name? Will, 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 Will Niebling. This must be right. Jean Wells. Okay. Her name was taken off. Wow. Yeah. They're still, the hate is real. Well, this okay. is right around, this is right around B3. Uh, yeah. So this will be, and we, we may have some more insight I on that, so. potentially, uh, later. Okay. So, question. My friend and I have a dispute about whether or not a paladin will go on an adventure with neutral good characters. I say no, because on page 24 of the player's handbook, it says, the paladins will associate only with characters and creatures of good alignment. I would like to know who is right. How, how did these letters even make their way through? Obviously, the friend is right. Of course the paladin can go on an adventure with a neutral good character. It doesn't have to be lawful good. Is that your final answer? Yes. You don't want to think about not it? Not at all. I do not need to think about it. That's ridiculous. Your answer is correct. Your friend is right. Neutral good is a good alignment, you idiot. Why are you playing this game? Oh, no, it doesn't say that. Right. Just as lawful good and chaotic good. Although your paladin greatly prefers to associate with none other than lawful good characters and creatures, also notes page 24, we can jump. And then it says your favorite one that you always comment, page 24, that paladins can join a company of adventurers with which contain non-evil neutrals on a single expedition basis. Yes, one at one time. Okay. All right, very good. You're one for one. Oh, thank this, you. Have you been studying? Is this like what you do when I've you actually talk? read a lot of these, so I think I actually remember that answer. <laughs> but it's obvious okay. anyway. Come on. All right, this one, if you get, will be interesting. I'm very confused about the range of spells. Look in the player's handbook, which you're not allowed to. Page 78, at Wall of Fire and Wall of Ice spells. Six inches, the double double apostrophe, quote, whatever that is, question mark. Also, look at the area effect. The book says radius of the ring-shaped wall of fire is one inch plus quarter inch per level experience of the magic user casting. What is this in reality? You will not get this answer because you don't even know the differences with you. But let's see what happens. What are the two? I just know the difference. I know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the... Range is where the center point will be, and the area effect is how far out it would extend from that point. That's all I can say. Right. So um, it just says so. I, it's, it, this one's hard to. I'm not. I can't what grade the spells? On this one. Wall of fire or wall of ice the spells. Okay. So range is six, and then it also says the radius. And also look at the area effect. That's on page 78 of the player's handbook for those playing at home. Right. I see we got a range for each, for wall of fire and wall of ice. So, okay, so we've got a range. And then we have a special area. Oh, is that the grog line? Is that the grog line? Oh, probably, Did you get a new ringtone? Oh, it's probably Skip Williams. He's passed. <laughs> Don't you think? Oh, it is. Oh, he's really angry. Do you know what time it is in Lake Geneva, you 
arsehole. Okay. <laughs> All right. No more of that. Like, like Skip would be calling you. That, that's why this joke doesn't work. I know it, it doesn't. doesn't it goes nowhere. It has no legs. This is what you would get. Yeah, it's just dead. That dude's pretending like he knows Skip Williams. That dude was on your show once. He, like, couldn't pick you out of a lineup. He wouldn't know your name. Okay. So, okay, what's the issue here? Okay, so Wall of Fire is flame. The radius of the ring-shaped wall. Oh, so it's a ring-shaped. So the Wall of Mm -hmm. Fire is ring-shaped? You can make it ring-shaped or you can make it a wall. You have a choice. If I remember correctly. Oh, well, it differs from, oh, you got, I hate this. You got to go back to the Druid spell. So it's the radius of the ring-shaped wall of fire is one inch plus one quarter inch per level of experience. Right. Okay, so what's the problem with that? I get that. So it's six, so six inches. And you say range is outside. We do get, we do get the yards. Range converts, area effect doesn't. So, let me read the answer. Okay. Under distance on page 39 of the player's handbook, it is stated that the scale of distance is 1 inch is 10 feet or 1 inch equals 10 yards, depending on whether the adventure is taking place underground or above ground. Thus, the range of a wall of fire is 60 feet underground, 60 yards above ground. However, the sphere's air effect should almost be translated using the 1 inch equals 10 feet scale whether underground or not. The wall of fire created by the spell has a radius of 10 feet plus another two and a half feet for each level of caster, no matter where it's cast. Okay, so the only so the, what, the only thing, new info there is the fact that the radius is not yards out, it's, it's feet everywhere. Right, area effects, okay. Okay. unless there's some exception, should always be in feet. Okay. Because then a fireball would be fireball would be ridiculous. Yeah, it's not news for those who understand the, what we're talking. Where did they about, say it? Page thirty nine. Okay. Page thirty. Oh, it's in distance. Oh, that's where that is for spells. Yeah. I couldn't find that recently. Distance, scale, and areas effect for spells are designed to fit the game. Okay. Okay. Is imperative that outdoor scale be used for range only. Wow, that's in caps. Never. I didn't. I don't make this up. I know you know, but it's hard to find this stuff sometimes. Okay. All right. Got it. That's it? That's it? That was that one? No, we have more. Okay, oh. next. Oh, here's one that's... Uh, qu- question. The speak with animals spell allows communication only with basic, normal, non-fantastical creatures such as apes, bears, cats, dogs, elephants, and so on. Player's Handbook, page 46, like that they cited. Does this mean that anything in the monster manual cannot be spoken to? That's ridiculous. No, there's like normal. No, this does not mean that. That's not what that says. Wow, you're angry. You're an angry. You're an angry elf. <laughs> angry sage. Oh, the grumpy sage. No, there's like yeah. animals. Isn't there like a beaver in there or something? Hey, that dog is a beaver in there. Got to take that sound bite. Let's see what time was that on. Oh, no. I can't say anything on this show. I can't say anything on this show. Get That's even... out of the dungeon, buddy. There's normal animals. There's a badger. Is there a beaver in there? There's a That's giant classic. beaver. Oh, there's a giant beaver. That's also good. The show may just be things that you said before. Right. That may be the new show. Okay. So, all right. Can I? So you say yes. Can I? And I would say you are. 
Correct. Okay, thank you. The monster manual includes many examples of non-fantastical creatures. Generally, they include all monsters whose AD&D attributes correspond to the abilities and characters of the actual animals and who do not have any magical or unnatural abilities, such as, to name a few, elephant, jaguar, herd animals, flightless birds, whales, and camels. Generally speaking, generally speak with animals cannot be employed against creatures which are altered versions of the real animals, such as giant skunks. Oh, okay, that's useful, actually. Giant beetles because they're not basically normal creatures with regards to the natural animal of those types. So that actually is useful information. So that's bad news for the druid, that you can't use speak with animals on giant animals. But okay, good. I learned... Shalele. Yeah, what about... Someone asked... Someone pronounced Shalele, so I just did Shalele. Or Shalela. Is that your... What? Is that your new... Someone is... Someone is asking. Oh. Someone's asking, please, someone pronounce Shalela. So oh. I did, Shalela. What is it? Shalela. Shalela. What is provis... What is it? Proboscis? Pro- proboscis. <laughs> proboscis. I forgot it now. I'll have to hey, it. <laughs> Dangly. Dangly. Hello. <laughs> All right. Dangly's bad. <laughs> okay. Um, next. Mm-hmm. Uh... So that was good. Good job. Not bad. I didn't so, think But it was interesting because, again, like I said, giant beetles, because there's a lot of giant this and that. Right. Giant snake, you should not, based on this ruling, yes. you would not get it. Okay. Unless it's a normal snake. All right. Do player cast. Oh, if you get this one wrong. Yeah. Um, there has to be punishment. The answer is no. Okay. Okay. Do player character gnomes. Are you serious? I'm not making this up. Have constitutional poison resistance. This is mentioned in the monster manual, but not in the player's handbook. This happens. We've seen this with halflings get, I think, like a plus one on range weapons in the monster manual. I think the answer generally is no. If it's not in the player's handbook, you don't get it. That is for non-player characters. Okay, that's your final answer? That's my final answer, based upon generally what I've seen for these questions. All right. Here's what they say. The concept of a player character is built around the idea that such figures are generally above average compared to the norm for their race. Using that reasoning, it is permissible to award the gnome special poison resistance to player character gnomes as well as NPC gnomes. It's permissible. Yeah, but what does that mean? For player characters, assign the poison saving throw bonus according to their constitution as per the player's handbook instead of simply allowing to save four levels higher, as noted in the player's handbook. So, Jim Ward, Will Niebling have just made a new rule, basically. Okay, we got, hold on. Okay, so what does it say in Gnome? You get anything with Gnomes on that? So, is is it... Is it between gnomes? Don't get the poison bonus. Don't get the poison bonus. That's that's what he's right. They don't get the pwn. Right. Oh, they're highly right, but they get. Oh, yeah. So they get they get the other stuff, but not poison. They get gnomes are highly magic resistant, which is interesting. That they're illusionists. They can be illusionists, but that's we know that's an old issue. Well, I can tell you all about why the gnomes are like this because okay. it's nonsense. Right. A gnome player character gains a bonus. Just as Dwarven character, a con bonus, blah, 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 right, versus wands, staves, rods, and spells. But for dwarfs, it says in addition, I mean, I know I'm just saying what everyone knows, 
that they also get it for poison, right? Yes, because there's another paragraph there. Cinnamary dwarves have exceptional con strength with regard to toxic substance. Therefore, oh, and then you go to the monster manual, and apparently it's... Did you not understand the question? The question was the monster... Yeah, I the like, monster manual says gnomes are poison resistant. I yes, like I to ver. I like to look it up. I like to see so it. Oh, my goodness. You're just... You don't believe anything you read. I, I read it to you, and you don't believe yeah, me. I'm hurt. remember it better. I do believe... No, I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, you know, Jody types it up. I'm sure it's right. Wow. So I like how I just name drop, right? Like, I like... Exactly. People know me. Uh, that was good. I, I, so... All right, so where's this? To, oh, all gnomes are highly to magic and poison. See, this is fascinating. I had not noticed this discrepancy. Did you know about this discrepancy? Not really, because I don't care about gnomes. Gnomes are monsters. That if, there is no discrepancy. If they were not supposed to be player characters, right. if they were not, this wouldn't be a discrepancy. They brought them in. Right. They're already broken. They were. If you gave them poison resistance, then literally, what's the difference between them and a, and a dwarf? Nothing. They exactly have the exact same thing. So we're why? Not, we're not. We're not dour. We're funny. Okay. And if you look at halfling, says who? <laughs> Do you guys think we're funny? Uh, no. God. <laughs> Don't halflings get something like a plus one on ranged weapons on the players? I mean, in the monster man or something? Yeah, there's a bunch of things between the monsters. The elves get, I think each of them have something in there that's yeah, a, a, a little different in the monster manual. Yes, but... You think Jody left that paragraph out? I don't like this answer. Because the answer should be is the way we adjudicate things. How do we adjudicate things? How, what is our rationale? How do we determine? If it ain't there, you don't get it. If it says the veracity, if it says X in one place and it doesn't say X in another place, the negative inference is that it is intended to be not X in the second. Correct. Place. Or the uh, that is right, and it's built upon that the books stack on top of each well, other. That's true meaning too. the monster manual yes. came out first. Yes. Then the player's yeah. handbook, then the dungeon master guide, and thus, if it was in the player's handbook and omitted, they, they had the opportunity and they didn't fix it in the DMG, so that means it's not. Yeah, there. okay. You know, all right. So, can we talk about different categories of problems? So, some problems seem to be just typos. Maybe. Okay. No, I don't mean I don't mean that Jody is responsible. I mean that the manuscript, the page proofs that were provided to Jody did had a problem. So let me okay. A couple things. Uh, halfling Dax con. I know this is you know, this is beating a dead mule. Right. I've now switched James. Okay, let's talk about this real quickly, okay? Based upon your theory of interpretation. Oh, it's not just my theory. I thought it was our theory of interpretation that the book yes. build upon themselves. We're, we're pretty much, yes, we're kindred spirits in this. We are, we, we, we are generally aligned on, the, on these kinds of issues. So I'd like, to make, I'd like to now make an argument as to why I've decided to go back to Halfling Con 19 as written, 18 decks, okay? And let me point out the fact, I forgot to mention this. We talked about half-ogres. Why do half-ogres have a max con of 18 when half-orcs have 19? 
You're telling me that a half ogre can't have a 19 con? Come on. Okay. So Gary got It's almost like they make this stuff up. Exactly. They they just write. Like they don't actually write. They just pick a number. Um, as opposed to looking at the data and actually inspecting half ogres. So we know that we know that NPCs for halflings, don't they get a con bonus? If you go to like 101 or 102, where is that business? Don't, yes, if you go to page 100, James, why do we have adjustments for races that are different? Aren't these different for NPCs? On 100, halflings get a plus one dex and a plus one con. If you go to the player's handbook, isn't it, don't we have adjustments for the races too in the player's handbook? There's no there's no adjustment for it's gnomes. Minus one strength. And on page four, there's no adjustment for gnomes. So if you compare page 14 and page 100, why are they different? So the dwarf is different. The dwarf gets a plus one to strength on the NPCs. Are they assuming that you're going to stick your high strength for the dwarf anyway? Is that what's going on? But why are they different? And 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 not only is that a question that I have, but the other point I want to make is that you'll notice, James, on page 100, the halfling gets a plus one con bonus, right? And we know don't and halflings have well, I don't know if they have, they have they have a plus one to con. And what's their their minimum con is a ten. Okay. So this is pretty good evidence it wasn't a mistake. So it's not insane to think that the halflings could have a nineteen max con when they're getting plus one. And I understand they are not getting it. They're only getting it a plus one dex on in the player's handbook. But that's evidence that it wasn't a mistake. And all, what are the odds that no one caught that for all those years? So Gary, decades later, it's pointed out to him and says, oh, my gosh, I never knew that that's a mistake. What's more likely it was a mistake at the time or Gary is making a mistake the way he remembered? Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That Gary was making a mistake decades later. So I want – are we going to have to submit this to the Chamberlain, to the gibbering? Is it gibbering? Well, it's interesting because I just saw a co- comment from the Chamberlain of Australia. I said, was there a question there? I'm not even sure if there was a question. I don't even remember yes. what the question was. I, okay. Can, well, does he take – does the gibbering – is it gibbering? Does a gibbering mouser take – Will he give official rulings for the Grog Empire live like this? Or, or yeah, on, on the fly. Spontaneous okay. so the official question, rulings. The question is, for the gibbering mouther, is, the, is it, in the gibbering mouther's opinion, a typographical error to have the halfling con be a max of 19 instead of dex, taking into account all the evidence I've presented, which goes both ways? We know that Gary... I believe on Dragon's Foot or maybe it was N World, wherever, said that it, it, decades later that it was it, it, the first time brought to his attention. It, he said it was a mistake. I'm not so, but I don't know that that's good enough. I don't like that evidence very well. I like the evidence. Well, he, he actually, if you recall, I don't know, this was a thousand years ago. David was one of our first guests on, and he, remember he wrote to TSR, and that was one of the things he wrote to him, if I remember back oh. in the day. And he got an answer. I don't know if he got an answer well, on that or not, so I'm sure he'll text in, him. In, in, in Dragon Magazine, when they did it, they, actually Dragon Magazine explained why you get a 19 con for halflings, but it wasn't Gary. 
But so they they knew about this and they let it go. So for me, I'm unless unless the Jerry Mouther gives an official ruling, which of course would be binding on me because it's binding on the the Grog Empire, everyone in it. We're not above the law, James. Um, then I would actually we are above the law. We are the law. I mean, don't. Ooh, oh my God. We are the law. There's no rule. We are. We. We're the. We're Our heads are going to be on stakes. This is how it happens, James. This is how you get deposed, and I don't mean your deposition taken. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, Let's, oh, so moving on. anyway, moving on. Moving on. I say no. I don't like that answer. And I, don't, look, I don't like that. I don't like that answer because it's it's they just make it. They just made it up. They There's didn't no give an answer. They said may. They didn't say yes, right? Didn't they say you you can do anything you want as the DM? Didn't they say you can or something like that? Right. Or, yes, right. Well, they said it's per, permissible. Per, anything's permissible. Right. Okay. But, but but again, the rationale I don't like is because it's in the monster manual and infers. The, the idea of the player character, they're different. They because because that's the whole thing with Drow. They nerfed the Drow later in the book that shall not be named because it was just too powerful. It was uh, not meant so to you, do that. You think it was a conscious choice to remove to make them different, to remove the poison. Okay. From Halfling. All right. I agree with you though. I would not give it. I'm like, sorry, I ain't there. And it supersedes for everything you said. I agree with you. Thank you, sir. That's a good question that. for the general. Some of these need to go back to, you know. I mean, 40 years, it hasn't been answered. All right, more, more, um, more, more. Oh, this is another good one. Well, I don't know. It's a long one. <laughs> uh, next question. With regards to weapon type to hit adjustments, does the table on page 38 yes. of the player's yes. handbook it takes refer... into account shield. Sorry, continue. How do you know that? I've How... read a lot of these. So you're a cheater. Yes. <laughs> Is it wrong to be curious, James? <laughs> well, I, I asked you specifically, did you read it? You're like, no, I haven't. I did not read this specific one. I've read this at some point. I didn't know that that was going to be the question. Yeah, so that, that was a big issue too, right? Do you take into shield when you do weapon? Yeah, I mean, clearly, because there's like a 10, a 9, an 8, you have to. The well, why don't yes. you tell me what the next question is then? Why am I reading this? Why Why don't you, are you humoring me with this? I'll just... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, you said it was long. I figured I'd speed things along. So, okay. So, okay. The, the question was, all right. The, do you well, let me finish it? the question. If the opponent was wearing chain and shield, should he be referred to column five? No. Or column uh, column five, which says scale mail plus shield plus chain mail, or column four, chain mail plus shield, split mail, band mail. And so, and they basically answer, yes, they should be in column four. It's like hard to, they, they, if I recall, though, the answer is kind of long and confusing. It is long. Yeah, and it's like, it takes a lot of effort to figure out that they're actually saying yes. They could have just said yes. <laughs> but you do, and that makes sense, though, because you don't have an armor class of nine. Can you, is there a straight-up armor class of nine without a shield? What's a nine? Yeah, nine shield only. The fact that you have a nine, doesn't that mean it has to be shield only? It has to take into account shield because there is no yes. armor cla- base armor class of nine. Yeah, there's no cloth. Right, that makes it heavy nine. cloth. Well, the well, but back in OD and D, if I remember correctly, wasn't nine the lowest you could get, or or was it basic uh, AC nine? There was no AC ten in one of the things. Maybe it was maybe it was basic. But let me tell you what's interesting about the question, though, is that why would it, was that Gary's intent? Because why would a shield affect it? So in other words, I always thought that it was about the type of armor you were wearing, how it worked against the particular type of weapon. 
And and so that's kind of weird. So now so you could have a particular type of armor plus a shield is now being traded the same as a different type of armor without a shield, which would strike me as mildly odd because it's about armor type. Does that make sense that I think it doesn't make sense to include shield? No, I think it should include shield because, it's again, it's an abstract concept and the shield is, again, this large this large thing between you and someone else. Okay. I, I would also have to say I would, you know, trying to channel my inner gibbering mouther or gibbering mouther. You'd have to look at the pluses and minuses associated with on the armor class nine. Does it make sense that it's based on a shield, or is it, or is it based on something else? Because you've noticed, like on AC two, it assumes you're in plate mail and shield. Uh, blunty things work differently than pointy things. Yes, I love this. I love looking at the terrible negatives. A bow stick against plate mail and shield, minus nine. <laughs> right. That's worse than open fist is minus seven. Yeah. It's worse that a bow stick is worse than punching somebody in a in plate mail. So you just you're just like hitting it. You're just like ow. Right. You 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 better roll a twenty, and so you still may not have a chance. Stack Horshop is mine. We should do a whole show on this at some point. I think buying these kind of interest. Well, whatever. You guys want to do a whole show on uh, armor class adjustment? Aww. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised. Okay. All right, I'm doing pretty well. Do you right? want that to be between between you and lunch? No, oh, there you go. They just want it done quickly. <laughs> they only came here for the food. <laughs> they came for the food. They came for the food. There will be a buffet. All right. Next question. Yeah. Well, Are, is that the grog line? Let's see. Uh, I think it's. Did Vic call Skip again? No, I don't know what that is. Okay. All right. Are player characters allowed to be drawn, drawn, not drawn, mm, New York right, accent, right. from gray elf stock or drow stock? Oh, okay. This is a wonderful question. Well, I was, you know, okay, so things get complicated because we know in the player's handbook, it's a, into the cricket, so I think into the cricket. I was about to. I know, I could tell you had a cricket face. <laughs> what time is what time is Bill coming on? This is so first edition. Is he ten o'clock? He's ten o'clock. Oh, we're getting killed. Okay, so we know in the player's handbook it says it has to be high elf, right? I also I want to write this question too. These are great questions for the gibbering master to get official rulings. So we know Wait, that, these are official rulings. Well, there is. This is this for the empire. Sage advice about. is not. Well, uh, number one, sage advice is not official. That's true. It's just random. Jimmy Mouth, there is. So we need to get official rulings from the Jimmy Mouth. He may have a different opinion. So, right. I, I, so maybe we can just have uh, the Chamberlain go through all the old yes. dragon magazines, annotate them, and send them to us. And answer all, and, and give the right, correct answer. Right. <laughs> just edit them. Yes. It will just take the question and just. <laughs> so we know it says high elf in the player's handbook. Correct? That's right. Okay. But then when you get to page 13, it has more. It has a bunch of L's. It has dwarf and mountain dwarf, which we famously know you can be a mountain dwarf. And I believe there's never been any controversy about being a different halfling. You can be a stout, a tall fellow, or a hair feet, right? Everyone agrees to that, correct? Some don't get information. You got to remember that. So it's got these, it's got wood, high, gray, drought, and aquatic. So the question is, what do you think, James? This is a tough one for you because it doesn't explicitly override the, the player's handbook. 
Yet, it does seem to suggest circumstantial evidence that you could be these bizarro elves. I say no. I don't think it is. It's just talking about aging. Is this talking about player character? Oh, wow. Wait, it is character age, right? Page 12 is about character. And then it's got, the, oh my gosh, James, I think the answer's got, this is horrible. I've learned something. It's like I'm a professor. I just sit here as the student. You do. Kinda, you, kind of goes through and figures it out. You're awesome. You're like, you let the student teach themselves, come to their own conclusion. You're a wonderful professor. This is what most professors do. That's why it's such a good gig. You just sit there and do right. nothing. Well, it's being a good dungeon master. You don't have to do much. You let the thing go and let them figure you it out. Stand you just there while they're bickering and talking and you're eating a sandwich. You're right. right. I've been way overdoing it. This is typical. My gosh, James. I think this is pretty strong evidence that you can be these bizarro things. So, ugh. Ooh. What would you say? You. So you got me. What would, yes. What would you say? Is this enough to override it? It is in character. It's in the. It's a. This about creating character age, correct? Correct. What would you say? Well, it says. It says. It's under the subsection character. It's under let's the subsection. Read what, That's let, right. Let's read what the people who got paid to do this figured paid out. Paid very so. little. Uh, each, it's true, as we heard, but peanut butter and jelly and, and Pepsi yeah. or something yes. like that. Each DM must decide whether such unusual player character types will be allowed in his or her campaign. In the case of unusual elf types, there should be a possibility for a player character to become any of the elf subspecies, including aquatic elves and wood elves, which I don't know. Is aquatic elf on yes, that list? Yes, I think it is. it is. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think that would be amazing. However, it should be apparent that life as a player character under such conditions would be hard for the for the character the the player and most of the dm most of all the dm must be prepared to cope with the added responsibility of trying to incorporate such a rare character into the campaign without sacrificing its balance and flexibility so the the, the problem with this answer is it's factually correct but it's not answering the question these last two not the last two the one with the um I can't even remember. It's been that long. It's been like three minutes. This stuff that like it's okay to do. Yes, because so sage, you know, sage advice. You're wanting yes or no, I think, and what you're not getting. We always know that you can change. The question is, what's the by the book? They're already, I don't know. They're already being very not by the bookish about it. So we want by the book because because the player's going to be like. I, I, yes, you know, can I or can I not? And and they're like, so what? Yeah. So what's the what's the buy the book answer? It's simple. You know, what's the buy the book? Such, yeah, but see, we're such students. What's the answer, professor? And it's not the, that easy, kids. Well, the answer. What do I put I on mean, the test? Exactly. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, I, I don't want open. I don't want short answer. I want multiple right. choice. Can can can, can uh, so you get your exam? What you're worried about is the exam. Can a player or character be a drow elf? And you want to know what's the answer, right? Right. Whereas the professor is going to be like, look, this is going to be on the essay. And you can debate whether or not. So I got to tell you, I don't know the answer to this one. I'm scared to say I think the answer is perhaps should buy the book is perhaps yes. But I'm more interested in what you think, James, because... Well, what I think is my default would... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, just because you've got this theory, this this approach to interpretation, which I like, which is that if it doesn't say, you can't. If it said X, and then it doesn't and it doesn't say X later, it, it's a not X. So it says high elf. I'd like to know, for your theory of interpretation, do you believe 
that listing those age ranges under the category of character age comma age, it's clearly it, look it can't be character age comma aging disease and death it's got to don't you would you agree that character on page 12 in the title modifies not only age but aging disease and death y- yes okay i think thank you i've done, just answered the question that's been asked no so then when it is if it is character aging that is in the, that is suggesting that characters can be those categories. So, do you, in your opinion, is that enough to override the limitation on the player's handbook that you can only be a high? No, because here's the okay. If I really wanted to get, if I read the the first paragraph, the the escape clause of that it says for player characters and henchmen. So henchmen oh. are NPCs. So you could deem that you have hired a henchman oh. who's an aquatic elf. Oh, if I, I wanted to be literal, there. You're right. But that's weird. But why would you? I mean, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Oh, you may do the same for other characters, or you may assign ages. You've hit Lou the Mill. You. There are two tables. One for you. Oh, so what's what would be your what would be your? So my take on it is, if I wanted to say no, besides the obvious, I'm the DM, and I really wanted to provide some justification. And, and if someone wanted to argue that this table because it's included here that I could play any of those races. First of all, the player's handbook doesn't say that. The player's handbook says this is, these are the ra- these these are the things you can get. It's stacks. That's right. But this comes on top of it, but it doesn't say player characters because they have an age can play those characters. I would then refer to that henchmen oh. is 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 what they meant there because henchmen are an extension of the player. They were recruited by the player and I would go to the recruiting of henchmen and see if there's a chance to get those. That would be my next mm. step into this rabbit hole is when you select it yeah. when you're trying to recruit a henchman, would you go there? We, but, the, but the answer to back to your thing is, is page 21. Oh. That's the answer. Oh, okay. Yes. The gnome as a player character. Wait. Are you talking about the gnome as a player character? That's correct. The gnome as a player character. Because <laughs> we've, we've opened the precedent is the gnome as a player character. <laughs> the monster as a player character? Right. Oh, so you're saying that this... Okay, I'm with you. So, right, you're saying that that if this would only apply if you could... Because you, know, you can permit them to be monsters as player characters. Yes. Okay. So, on page 21, they're correct in their answer, but it doesn't cite why they're correct, which is the problem with it. The second-to-last paragraph, first sentence. As to other sorts of monsters as player characters, you as a DM must decide in light of your aims and the style of your campaign. Okay. That's what they should have cited. That's 21? Page 21, the second-to-last paragraph on the right side column. Yes, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, the problem is, aren't... Now, he says, if you want to follow Gary, the considered opinion of this writer such is that such characters are not beneficial to the game and should be excluded. And note that this exclusion is best handled by restriction and not by refusal. Now, we do know he allowed it, like during Polymorph or some other things, there's those famous characters in the rogues gallery. One of, the, one of our people that we had in there became a lizard man. You're right. And he continued to play. So. And that be you become. Sure. Okay. So we don't know the answer to that. So I may, and look, right. I don't want, 
I don't want, and I know, I know our, our dear friend, the chamber is out there. Look, you know, when we were the chamberlain is on fire. He's you, you, you've, first of all, you, you've given him like a, a month's worth of work right. to go through every dragon magazine look, and adjudicate and, that. And so he's, he's fired up. We, and we don't look, we don't want James. Can we agree on something? If we're asking, if we're talking to Jimmy Mather, if we're asking questions, we want what are considered the by the, we know the DM has discretion to change. We are not insane. Right. We we understand that we're not by the book, crazy people, but we do want a so first edition. <laughs> we, do, we do want now the shows we're making up for that slow start with getting into first edition discussion. We're on fire yeah. now. Oh, this is complete. This is a complete first, first edition. edition. So so we want by the book answers, correct, which I think have value because the by the book answer, you then know, OK, Am I deviating from it? We don't want none of this nonsense with you. It's up to the DM, maybe, right? Right. Give us the buy the book. That's why we're writing in. We know we have discretion. I'm sorry. I'm getting all upset. Well, there's. Uh, we've talked about this before. There's rules, there's rulings, and then there's house rules. Rule, rules are yes. the maximum strength for a human is 1800. Right. Right. You're not wearing armor, you're AC-10. There's Mail. no debate. Excuse me. Mail. Right. Those are rulings that's in there. Then there's uh, rules. Then there's rulings, and the number one ruling is the DM can do whatever they want to do. Cause, and that's really a rule as well. Then there's rulings like we are adjudicating. Can I allow this in? Well, the DMG says player. you can have player characters as monsters. Gary says you probably shouldn't do it, but you you can as the DM. So... Because there's the book is silent on specifically those areas. Well, there's no. not a de- there's not a declarative statement in the player's handbook or the monster that says these are the only classes and races you can play. Period. It does not say that. Hmm. I'm wondering. <laughs> well, you say that. Is that true? I'm ninety nine percent positive. Is that true? What does it say? Creating a player character. Page eight. There's of course in each participant in the game. I'm starting to read this whole thing. <laughs> Where does it talk about race? That'll tell me somewhere where I got to pick a race, doesn't it? Where's creating the player character? Where's race? Isn't there a race? Character races. Page 13. After a player has determined the abilities of his or her character, it is then time to decide what racial stock the character is to be. For purposes of the game, the, the racial stocks are limited to the following. Dwarven, elven, gnome, half-elven, halfling, half-fourth. And human, each racial stock has advantages and disadvantages. Blah blah blah. The dungeon master may have restrictions as to which races are allowed in the campaign. I like that. So it's even like it's narrowing it. It's not expanding. Right. It's so like- so very good. So you found this because we use our own logic. There is a rule mm-hmm. that says for the purposes of the game, these are the ones that are limited to. There's your answer. And it could even- that's a better. That's a better answer than they put. And he's even getting left, right? And, and actually what, what Gary's saying is it's not expanding. I know what he said in the DMG, but he's actually suggesting it could get narrower, right? Where it's like, well, I don't Correct. have gnomes. They're monsters. So there, here's a declarative statement. Right. Now, on uh, then in the DMG, there's some amorphous stuff that says, you know, you could read that the character age thing could be implied that you could use it for other things. But this is declarative. So there you go. That's what I would cite. Right. That's that's well, that should have been the answer. The answer they should have provided said in the player's handbook it's declarative. The DMG says there is an option for the DM to allow characters, but Gary says no. Okay, I like that. that. So ask me if you can be something other than a high elf. I'm the DM and I'm going to explain to you. Can I be a, a half drought, half tabaxi, half no. uh tortle? 
No, you cannot, right? Dragonborn. That's 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 my vision. Dragonborn. No. So, I um I asked my my niece who plays fifth edition. She's new to it all, and I asked her what she's playing. James, I did. James, I didn't know what it was. I, I swear, I'm not making this up. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> what? I didn't know what the race was. I'm like, I've never right. heard of that. But, well, that's why I, I was I was doing that for us on Twitter. Uh, someone some on Twitter they they converted uh, expedition to the barrier peaks out f- to, for fifth edition they've been taking all the old modules if if TSR hasn't or excuse me Wizards of the Coast hasn't specifically ported them onto their modules other people have taken the old style and didn't so someone did expedition barrier peaks and so I said yeah now you can take your dragonborn paladin I think that's a thing you know and and, and then they're like oh yeah you could take your artificer you know, hunter-gatherer, half tabaxi, half dragonborn. <laughs> and, and, I, and I feel like the old man on the lawn. I'm like, when you I are, grew up, we are. they were like, we are no. oh, God. <laughs> when, when, I mean, we just read it. When I grew up, That's right. back in my day, facial stocks were limited to the following. Okay, no, you cannot, because on page 16, it says, elven player characters are always considered to be high elves. The most common sort of elf, and I don't want to hear you talking about the DMG um, aging tables. I'm very familiar with that, sir, ma'am, and it refers to henchmen as well, and that's how it's reconciled. Go away. Yes, and I'm familiar with sage advice. It was not canon. It said you may. Get off my lawn. You're a high elf. Okay, I'm ready for the next one. There we go. All right, next one. You got that. There we're, now we're fired up. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't even know why this is in here. Even you can answer this one. It, though it's, the answer is long. Oh, gosh. Okay. It, is it okay for a chaotic good character to torture others, to slay helpless opponents, to backstab? Oh, actually, wait, I do remember. I shouldn't think about what the answer is. So... I think, if I recall correctly... So you're like the worst student. You, like, cheated, yes, right. but you don't remember the yeah, answer. I think the okay. answer was it was doing those things are evil acts, and so you're not supposed to uh, do them. I'm not so sure Gary agrees with that. Um, I, well, I'm, I'm going to give you... I'm going Because it's... Well, I'm going to be... What, sem- what, what am very I, semantic. What's the question again? What am I not supposed to do? Torture? Is it okay for chaotic good character to torture others, slay helpless opponents, or to backstab? So okay. That's interesting. I'm going to give you my There's, answer which I think is more like Gary's answer. And I think the answer is yes, depending on the circumstances. How can it be wrong to, number one, we know only thieves can backstab, but whatever. Assuming it's not officially the backstab rule, right? You can still come behind somebody and try to backstab. You just, I assume, just wouldn't get the backstab uh, uh, bonuses since you're not a thief. You know, the answer has got to be yes. How can it be wrong? How, How can it be wrong for a chaotic good character to backstab a an orc guard or to torture an orc to get information. Um, so I think the answer is it would be a good act depending upon who you're doing it to. I mean, not, yes. Hey, um, I'm typing while muting. I apologize. So I'll give you the, their answer. The act of torturing is basically ungood. So it's not evil. It's ungood. I don't know why they use the that. Ungood. And that's even, the ungood. That's our band. The ungood. Well, that's right. The, oh, the ungood. The ungood. That is really good, actually. <laughs> the ungood. We're not evil. We're just ungood. 
That's most of your chaotic neutral parties. That's right. We're not, we're not evil. All we're just right, right, good. Writing that down. We're on good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm chaotic on good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Lawful chaotic neutral right. thing. Okay. Uh, all right. So the. Uh, and even in the case of extreme hatred for another race or creature type, a good character will not perform such an act. But there might be times when it is justified and the end result is good and cannot be achieved in any way. A character who can justify his actions to the DM in such a manner might expect to be able to torture an enemy without changing his alignment. The clean slaying of helpless opponents is acceptable if those opponents had previously presented a challenge to the character and the player and has attempted to harm the cat a good character. Uh, the act of backstabbing by character, good character, is acceptable when it is performed by on an enemy of the character and his party. But turning on other par- party members in the middle of adventure is well, not I, a good. Act. Yeah, well, obviously, the person didn't ask that. They didn't think it a chaotic good character slay the rest of his party, didn't steal all the treasure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a fine answer. Yes, you should not be torturing for the fun of it. If you're chaotic good and you're torturing the orc because it's cool, that's a problem. In my opinion, that's not well, you're not being good. Well, what's interesting is the chaotic good thing because again, they're about freedom, right? Yeah. And now you're holding people and torturing them again. This the problem with alignment. We we see, you know Twitter. That's like you know if you want to start any fight, just throw alignment out there. Is by itself, it's hard to adjudicate. That's why you have to have deities. It says Gary says all player characters you will worship a deity. This is not like real world where people can kind of go. Mm, I don't think I'm going to worship anything. You can you can be an atheist in D and D, but it's you're you're rebelling against you're you're literally anti God at that point. There, you know they exist. They they are manifesting themselves in the real world. People are coming back from like the the yeah they're coming back. They've like done planar travel or whatever, and they're like yeah no dude this is real. It's it's not like a mystery, right? (laughs) Unless you're not believing these people. Right, yeah, unless you're clearly, like, a, if you're a flat earther or something like that, you can you can pretend to do that, but that doesn't change the reality of the world. And if you're sticking to the standard D&D that's in the books, there are alignments that are almost a self-aware and the deities that align with them. So you are going to have a patron deity whether you like it or not. I think I put this in one of my, my Twitter posts for us. So this idea of, Oh, again, they should have a patron deity that should shape what's allowable and what's not allowable. So again, if you have, you're the if you worship the elf deity who's chaotic good, well, they hate orcs. Yeah. Right. Yes. I don't think they would have any problem torturing orcs as a concept, mm. as a concept potentially. Okay. But other people torturing a gnome, while I would think it's totally acceptable, others, I'm sure the deity would have an issue with it. So. Uh, that's that to me is where it gets all uh, kerfuffled, and and like David said, it's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, it, it's true, um, but you know you, the deity should uh, influence that so that you get to a thing of because we talked about assassins and lawful evil. I know people say, well, James Bond wasn't lawful evil; he was lawful neutral. Well, that's where the deity, the queen says what you're doing, you're killing, is fine, right? right. That's the idea. Right. But torture is still torture. Now, backstabbing, that would be like his fighting evil. Right. It's not, that's, I, that backstab is a completely separate. It's a move within the, it's right. like his grappling right. bat. Torture, 
if, if for the intent of extracting information, if there's no other way to do it, is is still not a great thing. I, I think it's not good. And there are characters, just like the paladin who does something wrong, there still could be punishment, even though it serves, you know, the ends should not justify the means. That's the kind of thing. Well, then, you know, so the people who wouldn't believe in deities, in D&D, you know, they wouldn't be the Flat Earth Society, they'd be the Round Earth Society. That's right, they'd be the Round Earth Society. I think society. this Earth is round. What? You're crazy. <laughs> You're insane. What's wrong with you? So, but again, that's that's the beauty and the horror of first edition and all the beginning D and Ds is this alignment thing. And and I think it's a little easier is if you use patron deities to kind of adjudicate some of this because it's what's, it's really hard when you don't have. What's that. interesting is that we know you do not have to be the same alignment as your deity if you're not a cleric. Now, I think that Gary suggested in the DMG that you don't have to be the same. If you're a cleric, we know uh, Jim Ward in D.S. Demigod said you do, and that makes, uh, that's fine. Uh, and, I, and I treat that as canon. But, uh, you know, that, so that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, you have these, these deities where you're a lot, you could just be like, say, a dwarven fighter or whatever. You don't have to right. necessarily be the same alignment. So that gets a little interesting, but, but I, I appreciate your point about deities. I think, I think you're right. That plays a, a large role. Well, and the, you know, the, from a mechanical perspective, if you don't want to f- make your own pantheon, this is a great opportunity for the player to fill, figure out the deity. Let them come up with the ethos of this and, and the rationale. So again, you can model it over... Uh, people have taken the same religious uh, foundations and have huge, widely different interpretations right we have that's why there's a hundred different versions of christianity and uh, you know half a dozen versions of islam that people have taken this you know specific uh part of it and said this is the pinnacle and this is where we split so maybe that would be again as a dm maybe there's a a, a fringe faction of the elf that are you know torturers because they feel like you know those who they they can do that and you can make a schism with that. That's that's what I'm saying. Instead of saying no, try to make it more interesting. I agree. More nuanced. Good point. All right, there's okay. my there is my jibber jabber. So we're we're on random encounter. Let's now. do it. All right. So, so it, it's your favorite. Yeah, we got to get rid of this basilisk. Okay, so it's time. He, for- he, I think he's up to if he wins this time. He gets the retirement. Like there was, we retired one of them. I forgot who we retired. We retired. We somebody. did retire somebody. Yeah, he may have to be retired soon. Okay, so it's time for the dorso roll. Yep. Is a six? Is that fiend folio? Monster magnitude. Oh, that's a bummer because, you know, Bill Willingham did work in the fiend folio. So okay, so that is monster manual two, which is post Mr. Willingham. All right, I need a D10, sir. D10. Seven. Seven. We are outdoors. I need a D6, please. Four. Did you say four? Say four. Okay, four is a temperate. Do you need me to roll? Is a temperate civilized region? Nice. I now need a D6. One. 
we were I in found the... when I rolled on the table, it's so loud it spikes the sound. So I was trying. Well, to too bad. I kind of like I like the sound because I hear it, you know, and people love to oh. hear dice roll. So okay. uh, I'll leave it to you though. That we are in the mountains, so we are in a temperate, civilized region in the mountains. We now are finally to our D8 and D12. Oh, that's right. I almost rolled percentages, but I forgot we're in the monster manual. That's right. D8 and D12. All right, I'm going to use. I'm going to do it. Hang on. Eleven. A mountain dwarf. Didn't we do a dwarf, or is that a different? It's a mountain dwarf. Ah, mountain dwarf. Okay. And this, is, this fits with our talk about high elves, because you can be right. a mountain dwarf, right? The the player's handbook says, if I recall correctly, that you can be a mountain dwarf. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dave is funny. Ant. That's right. No, we did no ant this time. Have we had ant before? We had, I feel like we've had ant. But you had yeah. giant ant, didn't we? And what was amazing is, as you may remember, what actually got smushed in ant was right. Was an ant? Was in is fact it still an there? ant? Yeah, it's just kind of odd. Oh, you're still there. Still Thank there. You. So, but you're not an ant. We're on dwarf. We're on dwarf. We're on mountain dwarf. So, do you put a restriction? I want to be a mountain dwarf. Can I be one? James, you're my DM. Are you going to, like, do what Gary says and use, like, restrict? Oh, God! <laughs> you're going to restrict it? Oh, God! No, I don't care. Okay. I, I would, because it's, it's that is a more of a flavor than. Okay, thank you. Than, than a big advantage. Did you? Drow? Drow, that's, yeah. That's that a, would be a problem. That's a flavor. Did that's, you know that? On dwarf, the asterisk, there's an asterisk there. It says possible to exist in unusual characters. That's where, so I think they talk about that with psionics. It's some dwarfs. I don't know if that's where that came from, a little asterisk. Yeah. Okay. Um, where so are, where, where are we? Where are, where are we on the, in the book? Well, we're on page 35 of the Monster Manual. I'm Thank trying you. to find if there's any discussion of, is mountain dwarves not discussed in this? <laughs> is it just dwarves? Or I may have to go to the. It says it on the other page. It's literally the last paragraph. Well, there it is. I didn't go all the way over. Thank you. So let's be short. Mountain dwarves. Oh my! These creatures. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That reminds me. What? What? Where did we see some spell like a thief or a dwarf might take something? They were lumped in with thieves. Okay. These creatures are similar to their cousins. The hill dwarfs, detailed above. So, okay, so this is interesting to me because when I think of dwarves, I obviously I think th of mountain dwarves. Exactly, of the Hobbit, right? We're going. Right. We, well, right, we, Hobbit's not the basis of this, per Gary, if you remember correctly. There's nothing like this. It doesn't. There's nothing between AD and D uh, D and D and the Hobbits. Totally different. Nothing the same. So what you're saying is that he went to the legal team and they're like, "Well, look, you need to do a few changes. Make the dwarves come from the hills. The mountain dwarves are the unusual ones." If, if the legal team got involved with this, the dwarves would be, uh, they'd be sky riders, be whatever the opposite of the right. dwarves right. in The Hobbit are. They right. would be living in clouds. They're tall. <laughs> they're tall. So they're cloud they're, giants, is what you're saying. That's right. They'd be cloud. <laughs> These giant creatures would be dwar called dwarves. Like, right. wait, they're 15 feet tall. Well, they're dwarves. Right, and the dwarves are the cloud giants. Like, here's And the they hate gold. Right. And they love goblins. That's right. what... The, that's, That's what it. they would be. Right. So what you're saying is if I had been involved. Okay. <laughs> These creatures are – is that what you're saying what I'm doing to, to, mm. to the magazine? These mm. creatures are similar to their cousins, the hill dwarves detailed above. The only differences are size. So they're four and a half 
do you know that there's some discrepancies between the size in the monster manual and then the size I think that you get when you roll on page 100 or 101? But that's a different issue. We talked about that. Okay. And we don't know why half orcs are, why are half orcs five and a half feet on average when humans are six feet and orcs are six feet? Okay, moving on. So dwarves are, okay, so hill dwarves, so they live in hills? Where do they live? I know we're doing mountain dwarves. <laughs> But this raises more questions about ordinary dwarves. But I like to call hill dwarves. They live in hills. In so hills? it On says hills? rocky hills are the favorite abode. That's the first sentence of these stories. What are they living in? What structures? Oh, now you're going to ask. You know what that. I mean? Is it like huts? Like orcs will live, like some orcs, do you know? I think like 25% of orc communities are above ground and they live in these rudimentary hut structures. Which is kind of interesting. You like come upon an orc village, so you know there's people doing laundry. So what is um, down at the river? What is, what is? No, we learned from the Valentine's Day thing. They have slaves doing, and those that they right, will eat right. and torture, yes. they're they're breeding. Yes, the orc is watching. Right. Yes, them do the laundry. The slaves. So what is? What are they living in in the hills, Rocky Hills? They're 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 I don't know. They're in clans. I didn't ask if they're in clans. What are they living? You're you're dodging the question, uh, sir. Maybe they live in maybe they live in like uh, uh, what are those like the Mongolians? Those um, uts, those uts, the the the, the a big yurt? tent yurks. That's yurt. right. A yurt, a yurt tent. Yeah. No, because we've we've our conception of dwarves is all wrong, right? So so our conception of dwarves is the mountain dwarf. Every like every adventure and all that aren't the dwarves always living in the mountains? But they should be living in a hill. Yes, right. They should be they're 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 like Gimli's cousin who lives in Moria. That's right. That's, that's what we, we think of. That's what you think because we know gnomes, of course, will live in like burrows, oftentimes not all right. They live under they like to live underground to do an extent. We don't know where dwarves. Do they tell? Hang on. They and I've seen some hills that look like mountains to me because I lived I live I've lived in flat places my whole life. So. Oh wait wait we're given the answer. A dwarven lair is always an underground complex in solid rock. So it's just sort of... It's, okay, so it's there. It's just not reading. So Yes, as usual. So it's there, but it's not... Yeah, but so it's in the hills. So the dwarven, they have an underground complex in solid rock. Okay. So the mountains, uh, dwarves, the only difference are size. They're taller. Their hit dice is one plus one. I'm going to roll my hit dice. I get, I get D8 because I'm a monster. I'm a zero level, Right. So I'm a zero-level dwarf. I get to roll this, right? A D8. Is that correct? I have five hit points. And coloration, typically light brown hair. Would you roll a four or five? I rolled a four. Plus one is five. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's not bad. They employ fewer crossbows and more spears. Mountain dwarves with 16 strength. Oh, Okay, so now this is where things get interesting. Is this going to be a conflict? Mound doors with 16 strength can work up to 7th level. 7th level what? Fighter? With 17 strength to 8th level and with 18 strength to 9th level. Is that... I assume they're talking about Consistent. fighter. Consistent? Yeah. Not thief. Right? So, yeah, so is that... Well, well, this has to be really, I, well. Strength is the prime requisite for fighters, so yes, you would have to do that. Dwarven fighters with less than seventeen strength are limited to seventh level, so that's right. Seventeen eighth level. Those seventeenth are limited to eighth level. This is consistent. Yay! And eighteen can go up to ninth level, so that is consistent. That is consistent. 
Mountain dwarves have a lifespan of 400 or more years. So do they live long? No one cares about the age because no one, no one is dying of old age in D&D. Unless you get hasted a lot. We've got our oh, magic true. users casting a lot of haste. So for my character is, is an elf, so he doesn't care. So they do but live otherwise. longer. Right. They live a little bit longer. So I guess I'd want to be a mountain dwarf. So I'm, I'm taller and I live longer. So I might as well be a mountain dwarf if you let me be one, right? What's the downside? Yes, you're, well, you said it was a mountain dwarf. That's what no, it says in the book. Meaning if I want to play a char- player character. Yeah, I, I always allow that because it's, it's a little bit of a bump, but who cares? Okay. You know, compared to the gnome who now gets poison savings and everything else, who cares? That's fine. Okay, all right. So you have five uh, hit points. So do you know what points. weapon you're using? Does it say that? Well, it's just you can do you the one to eight percentage. default if you want. Why don't you want to show? We just do the. What's D eight? What are you talking about? Well, I'm in the monster manual. The damage for attack is by weapon or one to eight. Oh, I see. I see. You don't want to pick your weapons. Okay. Here we'll do one through seven. There's seven weapons there. I'll roll, and if it's an eight, then it's just the default. That's not how you do it. it has percentages. Why would you? Oh, do it you're that right. Way? Okay, you're right. Because then we'd have to figure out. All right, I'm just gonna roll, roll percentages. Okay. You're right. I was wrong. Is that the right or wrong? Oh, it's, it's easy. Just... Now what I was trying to cover for myself. It's six. I have a okay, sword, so you have a sword and, a and a light crossbow. Now you have choices. Yay. I have a range weapon. Ooh. Yes. Right. And a mirror. And, and no. Give me a no. percentage chance I'm carrying a mirror. Uh, 15%. Oh, that's not bad. I'll take it. Nope. 32. Left okay. it at home. Left it on the vanity. <laughs> Do you want to see if you have a polished shield? Oh, that's a thing. Well, it's chainmail shield. You can have a polished shield, a highly polished shield. I'll give you a chance. What's the percentage? I'll give you a twenty percent chance because they're dwarven. I rolled zero zero. Uh, it's like the well, oldest. It's the opposite of a polished shield. That's right. It's a rusty. <laughs> it's a rusty cover yeah. of an oak barrel. It's that's like it. it's like a it's like a black hole. <laughs> it's like sucking in like the black hole shield. Okay, gets very hot in the summer. Yeah, no. uh, Ooh, don't touch that thing. Ow, it's like concrete. Now right. it's I burn people with it. All yeah. right. Okay. So there I am. My name is... Um... Don't name him. Don't. Why would no. you name him? Okay. So nothing good's going to come from naming him, but okay. So Mountie. now it's, we're going to do surprise. A Mountie. Okay. What do I... Am I riding something? No, you're not riding something. Nibbles? Nibbles the mule? Okay. Mountie. All right, let's do it. We better hurry. Well, then the other thing is, well, mountain drawers, you don't get the crossbow. I think you get a spear. Didn't we just read that? Someone oh. just had to remind us of our own. Well, fewer, fewer. they employ fewer crossbows and more spears. So, yeah, they don't give us a percentage chance for that. They don't adjust it. But I did roll a very low number. Yes. Yeah, what did you roll, 12? I think. I can't yeah, remember. Because it says 25% of them, if you re, if you, I'm assuming that if you calculate all the percentages they you have a 25 percent chance of getting a crossbow and more with the spear so then you'd have to oh, somehow adjudicate God. that so yes you have a crossbow wait i so i have to adjust all these numbers <laughs> now you need to do this i oh this is so personal okay and they're gonna go to the uh, oh no no <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> it could be either sometimes it's a close call <laughs> That's right. Which one it should be? Uh, you have discretion, sir. Okay. Yeah. So you'd have to adjust the more spear. You'd have to like go through and read. We need a new table. Table. That's oh, right. Oh, jeez. Okay. So I'm gonna allow you. Do you want a spear or do you want a crossbow? Well, I I rolled pretty low. 
So can I you think, get across? I, I think I am this, but I appreciate right. it. And you have a quarrel of, of Thank you. Yes. quivers. Bolts. Or bolts. Quarrel of quivers. Yeah. God. It's just like endless bags. Oh, <laughs> Where's the damn bolt? <laughs> I've been ripped oh, off. I, oh, I, I spoke over that. Okay. Let's all right, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. surprise. All right. I rolled a four. I rolled a three. All right, we're not surprised. Now I gotta check distance. Ooh, we are a hundred yards away. We're outside. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> What's my yeah. distance on a crossbow? It's a and it's a it's a light crossbow. So I'm gonna just sit at a distance in a bush. <laughs> And just be, you don't know what's happening. You're just things flying at pick, you. Just try to pick me off. Hell like yeah. It. Are you kidding me? I I see all the statues. It's just <laughs> like a garden. It's like a park. <laughs> right? So peaceful here. Right? Look, there's a Her, satyr and yeah. there's a thing. Yeah. There's a beautiful satyr statue. I'm wise. Hang on. Let me see what my intelligence Hang on. Roll my intelligence. I don't get a plus for intelligence. Ooh, look at this. Four, oh, 16, my friend. That's not wise. That's intelligence. You I know. Say. I'm intelligence. Well, you know what I You're mean. You're smart. I'm intelligence. Okay. I, I'm smart. So I see these statues, and I'm like, oh, heck no. Hell no. Okay. Well, let's do initiative. Declare your actions. You are 100 yards away. Oh, my gosh. I have a long range of 18. So what is that? Yeah. Is that – that's uh, – 180 yards. So what's – Oh, my gosh. I'm like Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, what's medium? 12. Okay, so it's it's you'll be shooting at medium range. What is that minus two? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sitting in the freaking bush. All right. So you you uh, you notice a medium seven foot long lizard creature with eight legs and a bunch of perfectly made statues. Right. What do you do? I'm I'm loosing on my distance. I'm loosing my crossbow. I'm attacking. Okay. That's so I'm going to roll initiative. And I'm five. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking down as I shoot. <laughs> Did I say that? Is it too late? <laughs> Is it too late? All right, six. You won. Okay, so you get your shot. Well, now uh, can you bring up the monster manual too? I don't have it here. So you can look up the gaze rules. You know, it's so far away. Come on. I'll give, it a, I'll give it a minus. Oh, really? I worked the ref and that worked? Yeah. Oh, look. I, I, uh, drag- we've used it so many times. I dragon-eared it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. It is. So what is it? So wait, I'm attacking, attacking. normally. Mm-hmm. It, well, attacking normally is 3 and 10. Okay. Well, it's 4 and 10 because it's a medium thing. That's true. I'll give it, a, because it's 100 yards away, I'll give it a 2 and 10. You only have a 20% chance. I do agree. It's guess. like the minus 2. It's like the range adjustment. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you a minus 2. So do I attack first or do I roll for petrification? Uh, you're going to get your attack out. Oh, you, you do gaze like your kind of attack. I got gotcha. you. All right, here we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first. I rolled an 8 <laughs> and a 5. You rolled an 8? And a 5. But don't I get 2? You, you only get one bolt, mister. What is this? Oh, wait. This? What is the 2? Oh, that, I was doing arrows, wasn't I? Yeah. Oh. Your one hit dice, 1 plus 1? Um, yeah. You need a 14. You need a 16, actually, because you're minus 2. Oh, wait, or do this, I count as a 0? No, you're 1 plus 1. But are all dwarves? No dwarves are 0-level fighters just because I have a hit die? I'm giving you 1 plus 1 hit dice. Okay. They're not 0. Halflings are 0. But 0 is like... Human are... are but 0, you roll a die 8, too. Don't you, for a 0-level fighter? You're not a 0-level fighter. Okay. Uh, you're a monster. 
monsters are are what's okay. in the hit dice. All right. You're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making you a right. zero level fighter. Okay. Um, I'm not complaining. So you missed. Twice. Uh, now roll roll d10. Oh no! Here we go. So maybe we need to stand soon. Uh, ten. All right. So well, he's going to move forward sixty feet. So now you're at forty like, yards. What's that? Now it's initiative. Choo choo. He saw. He. he I smell dwarf, <laughs> and not only, not only, not the common hill dwarf. This is a very earthy mountain. Oh yes, dwarf. a subtle, very tasty. A hint of, uh, a hint of uh, dirt, with a nice uh, elderberry aftertaste. Okay, so we're rolling for initiative. Yes, yeah, so now we're forty yards away. Six. Four. Oh, he now he is right on you. Would you like to? He, no, he doesn't charge. He just. No, uh, oh, actually, he is going to charge. That's a good idea. <laughs> I think you're right. He's going to charge you. What's your armor class? AC four. Four. That's good. You're going to need that. His he needs a seven. He misses with a one. He stumbles. So I'm going to say you're going to attack it. I assume you're going to attack with your sword. Yes. Yeah, so are you going to allow me to do? Get, do I have time to drop that? Yeah. I'm yeah. You drop I'm... your. You drop. Yeah, yeah. You see him charging. You drop the bow. Okay. Oh, well, unless you want to take your shot. Which one would you like to do? I'll take out my sword. Okay, I'll even give you that because he he literally did like a he he face planted because he rolled a one. I'm going to say <laughs> face planted in front of you. Oh, this is awesome! All right, here we go. Go ahead. Seven. Seven. You missed. All right, initiative. Uh, now you need to roll a d10. Now it's three d10. Right. Four. Four. Okay. I don't know how That's long good. it can last though. Okay. Uh, initiative. Four. Five. All right. Uh, so he's going to get his attack. Eleven. I'm pretty sure that hits. Your AC four. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, that hits. So D10. Let's oh, see. no. It's terrible. You take nine points of damage. Is there any chance that he'll bind my wounds? Uh, actually, roll a D10 to see if you get stoned as you're being bitten to death. <laughs> Maybe that's better. It'll go fast. Five. No, I can't even no. get that. I want to be stoned. No, I want to be stoned. Just stone me. I'm bleeding out. Just stone me, please. So yes, you. The, the unfortunately, the mountain dwarf has been defeated. I was. Yeah. So, uh, divine intervention. Oh, and there's some good dwarven deities. Okay, here we go. Ninety-one. Uh, he, you weren't. If you were a hill hill dwarf, we may have thought about it. So. So that's a lot of victories in a row for this thing. And, you know, the problem is not only does it have the gaze attack, but it's it's got a lot of hit dice, doesn't it? Yeah, it's six plus one. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you got to get up on it, and you gotta you got to fight it. Oh, my gosh. You really – I should have backstabbed it. Okay, so Mounty dies. Yeah, Mounty dies. So someone brought up that the gaze of Medusa's eyes will turn creatures within 30 feet to stone. Oh. And he said he would probably do that for other ones. Well, it doesn't say that. Where does it, so. it say that in? in oh, Medusa. It, it says that in the monster manual. In, for Medusa. Oh. Very, it doesn't say that for the other one. Very interesting. Yes, the gaze of Medusa's eyes will turn creatures. That's true. And, you know, we've even had Medusa. Remember Lady Medusa? Yes. How did she, she die? Was... We've had gaze... Weapon attack monster. I forgot. I'd have to look back to figure out how. Yeah, who finally uh, took down Lady Medusa? She's six hit dice. Yeah, she is a beast. Yeah. 
And she has poison, so she's... Yeah, a, she's... and someone beat her. I don't know who that was. No, I don't know. That was that was a good who, one. Who beat whoever beat Lady Medusa? Yeah, that's why we need to bring him back. Tournament of Champions. Tournament of Champions. Okay. Yeah, well, I think the issue is, um, and I, you could do that, but it, they're all different. Because, like, the Gorgons, is the cone is is six feet in length. So the silence, I would probably go back to Monster Manual 2. In the Dracolisk, does it have a range on, is it a breath weapon, is the Dracolisk, or is it a gaze? I, I don't. Think, I think it's a gaze. I don't. It's a gaze. It has to be, because it has a gaze attack. There is information in polyhedral. So, you know, I've got my rule booklet here. So this is what Polyhedron said. I don't know if it gives us any answers. A gaze weapon will only affect one victim per round, but this attack form is in addition to any other attacks given, which I know is something we had talked about before. Right. If a party sees a monster with a gaze attack all at once, only one player character must save versus the effects determined by position. Oh, wait, don't I get a save? Wait, do I get a save? Oh, wait, no, I didn't turn to stone. Sorry, I'm getting confused again. Yeah. I killed. Right, you yeah, killed. You right. Got I don't get a save. I get a save from that. Save versus death. <laughs> no, that's fifth edition. What? This is. Right. This is so first edition. Yes, it is. Right, so. Only one player character must save versus the effects determined by position or at random. Note that with surprise, each surprise segment is treated as a round for certain attack routines, and gaze should be included as one of them. Oh, that's horrible. Right. Yeah, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah, it's like pinball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's all I have. But one of the things you ha I do have to remember is I. I mean, I've done it. I'm sure I've done it where I've let everyone's looking at it. You all get it. But it's it is a gaze attack. It's not just looking at the creature. The creature, because it's fixated on you to attack. I mean, you could also make the argument that if it's attacking you, that's why it's looking at you. But yeah. So well, in any event, yeah, so, I'm dead. So the Dracula's gaze attack is only twenty feet. So oh. you can make the you can make the argument that it's less. Well, that's interesting. But it doesn't say. So guess what I say? I know what you it's, say. It's long. Basilics are awesome. They just blast people from... Well, we may need to modify that so we have a chance that this are for... Okay, I, I, will, I will make it 60 feet, which... Okay. But we'll have to see. Okay, we've got one more thing. Do you want to try miscellaneous magic? We're not going to be able to start our new Have You Ever, probably. So well, I don't know. We've got Bill coming on at 10, don't we? I believe that's so. That's in five minutes. Yeah, well, we could we could roll up oh. the magic item and see what happens. Okay, I'm gonna roll up. Yeah, probably it's plus one dagger. All right, sure. Yeah, I mean, let's let's assume it's going to be not great. What do you know the page? I'm flipping. Uh, I don't I don't know. I need to dog ear that one too because we're going to be using that a lot. So it appears to be that we are on page one twenty. It's magic one treasure. 20. Is it two B? Is that right? 2B. No, we're doing three. Oh, we're doing three. Magic items. I gotcha. All right. You want to roll? Not, no. roll? I think I should have. That, was, that sounded, that wasn't self-affirming. That wasn't affirming. We've been using table three. Let's do it. That's what I should I like have said. It. All right. 21. Scrolls. Uh, scrolls. Right. Okay. Roll percentages. So it's going to be turn five. One <laughs> spell. That's good. Okay. Isn't it? That's good. Yeah. That's one spell. Roll a D4. The level range. Okay. One. <laughs> All right, then what happens? So now we have to figure out if it's 30% of all scrolls are juridical or clerical in nature. So roll 70. It's the same Two. thing we do when yeah, we do spell, spell selection. selection now. Two. Two, so it's a magic user. And then 10%. Uh, this applies it's a 34. Right. 
34. So it's a magic user. So it's a first level magic user spell. So we're kind of doing, we're doing a backdoor spell. We, we can't get away from it. So, oh, look, I have a D30. Perfect. First level magic 26. user. Spider climb. Spider climb. So you, you know what? So I got a spider climb. So what I'm so impressed with, though, is the effort to make it. Is there a chance it's uh, smudged? <laughs> We talked about how hard it is to make these spells, these scrolls, right? It's, right. You got to what the the squid ink, and you can't be shaken. You can't have any uh, problem at all. Spider climb is a very useful spell. People like it. It allows you to be thiefy, correct? Right. I'm just typing the bill. See if he's ready. Okay. Well, let me go quickly to. So it's a first level. It's a scroll with one spell. So spider climb. A spider climb spell enables the recipient to climb and travel on vertical surfaces just as a giant spider is able to do at a three-inch movement rate or even hang upside down from ceilings. Note that the affected creature must have bare hands and feet. Oh, I did not know that. Wow, we didn't know that. Yeah, you got you to gotta take that stuff off. Yeah. That's very interesting. Because I guess it, oh, yeah, because I guess it makes it sticky. It's like Spider-Man. Yeah, you're like Spider-Man. Oh my gosh, does that mean if you cast the spell and you haven't taken off your shoes they're stuck to your feet yeah you apparently can't, you that'd can't, be awesome you can't take them off and you can't use the spider climb right so um note that the effect must have bare hands so that's that's a fun dm tip is that if they didn't say it you're like okay they're not nothing sticking why not because you didn't you didn't follow the rules i wouldn't exactly. even say that i would just be like it's not working and then yeah, just go yeah. away, not never knowing. <laughs> well, what am I? Who's this? Right? Go, go, go! Consult with a sage, or go back to your your magic <laughs> user teacher to find out. Exactly. Exactly. In the course of the spell, the recipient cannot handle objects which weigh less than. Oh wait! During the course of the spell, the recipient cannot handle objects which weigh less than fifty gold pieces. For such objects will stick to the creature's hands or feet. So are you like picking up like a bunch of cat hair? Right. If you're in the forest, you're getting all the dirt. Oh, and... it's all sticking on you. Mm-hmm. This is very interesting. Find it virtually impossible yeah. to cast spells if under a spider climb. Oh, so you can't even like. Oh, you you get your spell components and it's all stuck to you. Right. So all yeah. It's just yeah. Wow. It's like See, mustard. You can't. It's like the, you ever the spell that? is way. It's it's terrible, but it's way more fun. Right. That's hilarious. The material components are a drop of bitumen. I don't know what bitumen is. And a live mm. spider, both of which, that's the best a, part, must be eaten. I assume bitumen's like, a, isn't that like a gum, part of gum, bitumen? Bitumen, yeah, bit of honey. It was a rival to bit of honey. Because it's sticky, honey sticky. You need a bit of honey, you need a bit of honey candy bar and a spider. I love it. Okay, that's very interesting. I'm glad you suggested we squeeze that in. It's a black, viscous mixture of hydrocarbon. It, it, it's residue. Basically, look, they use it for... Uh, paving, it looks like. That's hilarious because it's like it's sticky stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're gonna go take a quick break as we get uh, our our special guest, Bill Willingham, on. So we will see you all in a couple of minutes. This is Bill, a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved. 